0: Said Alice, and I quote, In our country, you'd generally get to somewhere else if you run very fast for a long time, as we've been doing. Said the Queen. Now, here you see, it takes all the running you can do to keep in the same place. If you want to get somewhere else, you must run at least twice as fast as that. These are the words of Lewis Carroll. For some people who experience the Red Queen Effect, they run fast, but running faster doesn't get them anywhere. The Red Queen Effect simply means that you must put out double the effort to stay even. Doing what doesn't work faster cannot improve your results. So to get where you wanna go, you must change what you're doing. Instead of increasing your effort, you must increase your effectiveness. And now, Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan.
1: Hey, welcome in. It's Money Matters USA, the podcast that also has a companion video series, too, from Fred Sade. Fred is the founder and managing director of the firm Money Matters USA, same name, and the financial services industry for years and specializing in retirement. Fred holds a PhD in economics from Duke University. He offers great information and so much to think about on this podcast and can with you more specifically if you schedule a consultation with Fred simply by calling. 800 593 8188. And, friend, I kind of pictured you a moment ago uh, in an in an easy chair, maybe with a, a sweater on and, and maybe even a pipe telling uh, children's <laughs> stories.
0: <laughs> well, <that's laughs> uh, my...
1: Alice in Wonderland. Why yeah. not? I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I
0: like that. I, you know, I've been trying to get my granddaughters to uh, want to hear it, but so far they're not interested they're they're sort of interested in Nancy Drew mysteries and stuff like that
1: what you need to tell them is that Alice was in fact an internet influencer <laughs> <laughs> Then they'll be interested. That's a good idea. That would get their attention. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, here we are into early 2022 still, and you know, at the very first part of the year, I drive by the gym parking lot. It was full, full of people. And then uh, a few days later, maybe a week or so later, the parking lot empty. It's the difference between planning one's goals and achieving those goals. So what what happened? Why do people fail when they have great intentions? Well, in today's podcast, Fred's going to cover the myth of working hard, uh, goal-setting questions to ask, goals you can control. Fred, are you ready?
0: I certainly am. I, I fortified myself with uh, with caffeine. Good. I had a few bites of my favorite candy peanut shoes so i'm good to go well i know that's your favorite candy and you found it
1: online too didn't you, you found i certainly it for, did you stocked i, up I, on I it.
0: yep i just got my second delivery good from good. Uh, amazon i i got the dark chocolate and the light chocolate
1: you know you know i it, uh, one thing that you made me think about uh talking earlier when when you know you were talking a little bit using a little bit of a alice in wonderland Theme to your tease here is that I've always heard work smart mm-hmm. rather than and yes work hard but work smart and I guess that's kind of the theme of where we're going in meeting your goals.
0: Yeah, that that that's absolutely right. There, there there is this myth that's out there that if you work hard and you really put your nose to the grindstone, you're going to get the results that you want. Working hard gets you where you want to go. It gets you better results. So the harder we work, the better the the outcomes. Question is, is that correct? Is that right? Why is it that some days we're very busy, but we don't accomplish anything? Other people who don't appear to be working very hard, they don't break a sweat, and they accomplish a great deal. And the answer is that People who accomplish a great deal have learned a secret. And their secret is that you need to focus on a handful, just a few high leverage activities and ignore, dismiss everything else. So the people in the first group spend a lot of their time reacting. They do lots of stuff. And whether it's intentional or not, their priority is hard work. They show that they're working hard. Basically, it's they produce activity, but they don't produce results. Now, I'm not saying that you don't have to work hard to achieve your 2022 retirement goals. But it does mean that you have to focus on figuring out what are the right activities for you, and forget about being busy. Here, here's a great example, and for me, it's the single most important example in my life. General George C. Marshall, who was the chief of staff of the United States Army in World War II, he got to the office at 10 a.m. in the morning. He ate lunch at 12 noon. He took a one-hour nap, and he went home at 4 p.m., now, he's running a worldwide war. The United States is fighting a war on two fronts. And obviously, Marshall was highly successful. What's the secret to Marshall's success? He simply focused on a handful of a, of a few high leverage activities Man. and nothing else. That's amazing. Uh, I mean, you're right. He's running uh, uh, the
1: world's at war. He's running it on two fronts. And he's doing a 10 to 4 day with an, with an hour nap and an hour lunch. And I used to work 14 hours a day running a few radio stations. not two world wars you know that that's that is such a great way to really make your point overall for the podcast there's always talk about goals at the end of a year and start of a new year and a lot of goals and activities that you could focus on in 2022 but the key point is to concentrate only on the ones that have the most direct impact on your life uh, take a take a, a lesson from General George C. Marshall, in other words, or, or you'll keep jumping from one thing to another if you don't see results, and that jumping around will prevent you from making any progress and cause you to get discouraged. I'm sure. So, so what what, what should you do, Fred?
0: Well, you need to develop a few goals that will give you the results that you want. The The best way to do this and the way that I have found to be most successful is I have a package of index cards. It's in a spiral bound book and you rip the index cards. It's perforated and you rip the index cards out and you write your goals out on the index cards and I keep them right in front of me and just think of them as goalposts and you're, you're a running back, and you're run, this is your personal running game, and you are running toward those goals, and you can see the goals. You, the goals are right in front of you, and you can see those goal posts. Now, I'd like to suggest, and these are, this is the process that, that I use. So these, these are a handful of goal-setting questions that you need to ask yourself. Question number one, what is the one thing that I already know how to do most effectively? And if I did more of this one thing that I already know how to do effectively, this would have the greatest impact on me, even if nothing else changed. So when you are working on this question, Think about why you are not achieving your retirement goals. Break it down. For example, if you can add catch-up funds to your 401k plan and you don't do it, and every year you don't do it, then you have a bottleneck. Now, you may get very impressive results or even impressive results from your 401k investment choices, but you will not have as much money as you could have had, because the bottleneck will still be there. This question, what is the one thing I already know how to do most effectively, and if I did more of this thing, it would have the most impact on me, even if nothing else changed? You need a very specific answer to that question. In other words, you cannot say, well, I need to track my spending, and that holds me back. You need to look for activities you know how to do. And if you do them more frequently, you can get the results you want. Now, you know how to download an app on your phone, so do that. Enter the information. That'll help you keep track of the money that you spend every day for one week. That's going to give you what you need to know. Pretty soon, you will know what that bottleneck is, and you can then... Be in a position to move the needle and may, do the makeup contributions in your 401k plan. Question number two. And that's just one example. Uh, there may be others. Question number two What is one skill? And if I improve that skill, it would have the greatest impact on my retirement actions, even if nothing else changed. It's likely to be an activity or skill that you are weak in currently. At this point, you need to learn that skill. It could be a process, but it does mean that you need to set aside time every week to work on learning that skill. There's no shortage of articles and training or books on how to learn and how to increase that skill might mean getting up one hour earlier or going to sleep one hour earlier so that you're just dedicating two hours a week to learn and practice the skill. Mm -hmm. That gives you 24 hours of learning time over 90 days when the essential thing is to choose the correct skill or skill set. So there's a lot you can learn. So you need to choose only those skills that are going to have the greatest impact relative to the amount of time that you can spend on learning them. This is an important lesson. Time is not infinite. So you have to make and be strategic about your choices. Question three, what can I do to make the actions I will take most effective? Right now, identify what is your greatest strength. For example, is it reading the financial press? If you could add something else to your reading of the financial press, such as to concentrate on one area so that you were really well informed about that area or sector, now you would have a focus for your reading beyond general knowledge, Creating that focus may only take a few minutes, but there's a compounding effect that's going to make you more informed, and it will enable you to take constructive action. Now, after you have asked yourself the three questions, you're going to have lots of ideas. I mean, it's going to be overwhelming.
1: Yeah, I mean, that really is a great starting point to ask those questions. You're right. You get the ideas. And and let's say you've done the preliminary work. You've asked and and worked through the three questions you just laid out, Fred. How do you decide what to work on for 2022? What what are some tips for getting into action then?
0: Okay. Let me start with an analogy. When you go to the doctor these days, the way medicine is practiced today You're going to see a nurse technician or a nursing assistant. They're going to do your vitals, your weight. They're going to find out. They're going to ask you, why are you here? Why are you here to see the, the doctor? They want to know all your symptoms, your aches, your pains, everything else. And once they've done that, then and only then do you get to see the doctor, and he's going to confirm everything with you. So from my experience as an advisor, I have found that people need to start with three to six issues, but in fact, three is the most manageable numbers that anybody can actually address. And one of my coaches was Scott Farnsworth. His firm is called Sunbridge. And I studied his Priceless Conversations series. And from that, I learned about the need to develop these three key issues. So what you need to do is to ask yourself, what is most important to me? And you have to be very specific. Ask yourself, if I complete one item from my list of three this week, Will it have a positive impact on my life? Yeah. Keep asking that question until you have ranked the three items in some order of priority. And the amount of time that you need is not the issue here. The single most important problem that you've identified in your order of priorities may be solvable very quickly. Maybe it takes 15 minutes. Maybe it takes one hour. Maybe it takes one week. Maybe it takes one year. So time is not the key issue here. What is the key issue is the impact order. What will have the greatest impact on me, on my life? That's how you rank them. And keep in mind that whatever these three essential... Priorities. These essential issues are they have to be worked on and they have to fit into a weekly schedule. And remember, you have to have these three issues on an index card. Remember that index card is in front of you. That's those. That's the goalposts for your running game.
1: Got it. And that's a that's a great thing to have. And you mentioned the index cards, and you using that. And you also mentioned General George C. Marshall's schedule. So, just out of curiosity and slight nosiness, would you mind? Could you share (laughs) (laughs) your? Could you share your schedule with the listeners?
0: Sure. Um, I I, usually I wake up at five a.m. Sometimes it's a little earlier. The thing is that it, it, it really depends on my miniature poodle. <laughs> he, he really decides the time the, for me to get up. The dogs always decide that. <laughs> <laughs> now, if he doesn't do his job, my alarm clock takes care of it, and he picks his head up, he barks at me, he jumps off the bed, and he's ready for action. <laughs> I spend one hour writing and a second hour studying five days a week. And right now during huh. the pandemic, I, I eat breakfast, I exercise, do my morning routine, and I go to my home office. Now, before I do that, I, I feed I feed my dog. So he eats well, absolutely. he eats at about five fifteen or, or around that or five thirty five, five forty. Mm-hmm. Right? He, get, he, gets his, he gets his meal out of, out of the way. It doesn't mean he doesn't have something else to eat later in the day, but, but that's his, his main meal. Now, prior to the pandemic, i I drive to my office or I'd go to my first appointment, which was usually a breakfast appointment, so I would skip having breakfast at home. Uh, I have work time and client time. I map that out, and, and I have time to speak with prospective clients. Now, my day comes to an end, I leave my office, leave my home office, I close the door, and I leave the work behind. And it's rare, but occasionally I do get an emergency uh, call that a client is ill and my help is needed, and of course I will respond. Usually that call comes in the following days, day, but it's not always the case.
1: If you're going to the office in in it's in your home, do you still get dressed up for that and treated as if you were commuting to an office somewhere? I mean, Yes. I, yeah, I, I agree with that. I really think it kind of keeps you in the mindset yes. of work. Yeah. But like yeah, you right. said, when you close the door, you've left it like you've left work, right?
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Right now I'm wearing a pair of black slacks. I'm wearing a, a dark blue. Um, I don't know what to call this thing. It's, it's a um, it's a it's a sweater uh, that's also it, it's a wool sweater, but it's also designed to actually be, look like a sweatshirt. Oh. It has a pocket. Oh, I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, I think I have one on myself. The same thing, kind of. Uh, yeah,
0: and yeah. It's nice. That, it's very comfortable, but it, but it's dressy. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'm I'm wearing regular dress shoes and socks and. Um yeah, I mean, like, I, you know, I, I don't think I could be want Yeah,
1: I'm sorry. I, I don't think you, I, I mean, I, I do some work from home. And I it, I just, I'm more productive if I go ahead and get dressed. If I'm in like sweatpants and a t-shirt, yeah. I'm just, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm at work, really. That's true. I don't know yeah. what that is. Weird, that whole mental thing. Well, let's take no, a break. Uh, and uh, when we come back, there's much more. We're going to talk about activity on your goals and what happens if you start to fail. That's coming up on the podcast Money Matters USA. Are you losing sleep over market volatility affecting your hard-earned retirement savings? You can't afford to lose a big portion of your nest egg with not enough time to recover. Many people want safety and the guarantee of principle, but also prefer the potential of higher growth with the market. And now you can have both. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800-593-8188. That's 800-593-8188. Hey, we're back with Money Matters USA. And as you just heard, uh, Fred's firm is of the same name, Money Matters USA. And you can, wherever you are listening or if you watch on the video series, Uh, Fred shares um, with me people who did catch either the podcast or the video series and have given him a call, and you certainly can feel free to do the same thing, Uh, 800-593-8188. Fred is a retirement specialist, a fiduciary, with a PhD in economics from Duke University and founder of the fiduciary firm Money Matters USA, 800-593-8188. I love the content today because, you know, your, your tips on achieving your goals and how to go about that really applies to life in general, not just retirement planning, Fred. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you surely you surely can do that. And that, that's what we've been talking about. And life is, is complex. And how do we stay on focus when there's so much going on, a lot of distractions? This is a time of uncertainty, Fred. How, how do we stay on focus?
0: Well, th- think back to when you were in school. You you are, you are on the pass fail system. So you, you either complete the activity or, or you're gonna be incomplete. So you will not focus your attention on becoming expert to take the example before. We won't be an expert on sectors of the economy to figure out where you might invest your money, or you will not spend the time necessary to achieve your goal. That's all that's gonna happen. People usually overestimate what they can accomplish in a five- or six-day work week. It's no different than being in the restaurant. You come in, you're hungry, you look at the menu, and everything (laughs) looks so good that you order well beyond your capacity to to eat the the meal. My dad used to say,
1: uh, what did he say, (laughs) your eyes are bigger than your stomach.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's one of the reasons why my mother said whenever you go shopping at the supermarket, make sure you've eaten before you go.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Great advice.
0: (laughs) So my advice is is uh, start slowly and you can build up to increase, gradually increase your activity level. It's better to complete a smaller amount of time, a smaller level of activity that's consistent with the amount of time that that you can actually devote to the activity. You can always increase the amount of time when you need to. We're not... I'm saying imagine you're back in school and you're on pass fail but in reality there's no teacher with a rule there who's going to slap your hands. Right. This is yeah. this is up to this is up to uh, this is up to you. Unless and you have what, some
1: accountability coach or a life coach or something yeah it's up to you.
0: That's right. And that's that's a good point because when you when you're, you're going to make changes in your life you need somebody who's going to be a committed listener. Someone, you're right, someone's going to hold you accountable to complete your activity each week. If you have an accountability person, you're more likely to be successful. It, the, that person should not be your spouse or a relationship because they're going to let you off. They won't, they won't put their foot down and hold you to account. Uh, there has to be someone else who you can share what you accomplish with that person's going to keep you uh, motivated because they are committed to your success. An advisor can be very helpful here. Yeah. Um, just to, to wrap it up, um, you, the thing that is important is you have to realize that working hard is not the secret source to success. If you work hard, you double up like the Red Queen You will not accomplish anything for your hard work. You'll have a lot of activity, but you won't have results. The key to it is work through the process of identifying your three goals or your three issues that you want to achieve, and then what are the skills and knowledge that you need to develop that will give you the result that you want.
1: And you know, I would, I would also just, if I may, add to it. Don't beat sure. yourself up if you get off track. Just
0: get back on yes, track. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: I mean, we all get off track in whatever we're doing or trying to accomplish, or for that matter, when people try to quit things, they get off track. But it's just best just to get back on. Yes. Get L- back loss, on.
0: Loss. Yeah, you're right. Loss of focus is a problem, and and that's why someone who is a committed listener will help you with with your focus they'll bring you back to focus Mm -hmm. and if you say i didn't accomplish anything this week they'll ask you you know to re-promise what your commitment is going to be for the following week it's not a matter of making you feel guilty there's no right or wrong here it's it's a process that if you adopt the process that i'm suggesting it's not a complicated process, but it will it will get you where you need to go. And it doesn't mean you're going to know everything. Nobody knows everything, and you're going to need help somewhere along the line. But it'll it'll help you stay stay focused, identifying your strength, your goals, where you're weak, and where you need to and the things you need to work on, and somebody to hold you accountable. Uh, to, to be committed to your
1: success. Well, it's one of the ways some of the, the programs for people, even in recovery from drugs or alcohol, have a, a sponsor. Yes. And, and it's because that process works. Um. And, and, it, and having that person who is not only, as you said, a good listener, but yes, also an accountability person. And in this case, and as we mentioned earlier, What you have put uh, in put out here today in the podcast really could work in anything, whether it's a goal you have for the week, for your life, for your career, for your family or for your retirement. And I know in your case, Fred, specifically in your area is retirement. You're looking at uh, getting the goal set up to maybe someone who's in the financial red zone. I want to set myself up to retire right. And I've got this much time. I'm going to do this. It's a great way to start. By what you suggested yes. here,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it, the the scary part uh, is what is when you get a call from someone who says, "I'm I, I'm retired. I, I now want to get. I now want to do retirement planning." Yeah, plenty. I Which, mean that's a very short runway. It is uh, that it is. you that you have, and that's usually where you have to figure out how to buy enough time. Uh, for the rest for the rest of things to develop out uh for them but but you need some time for things to cure out
1: yeah i'm not to uh, say you wouldn't meet with them right but you it's oh, yeah, it's I better do. if they're in the red zone for instance what we call the financial red zone yeah and yeah some time well, to plan yeah
0: you know, that's that that's what separates you know the, the great the great players from you know from from the also runs yeah and, and the same the same thing is is true here
1: well it's definitely inspirational fred i mean you've given me even things to think about i mean and then seriously this this can apply to your to-do list for the day even uh in a simplified version of that or or life goals that you have but good stuff right as always uh we do uh appreciate you staying with us on this podcast and please share and rate and like subscribe whatever you have to do to keep this going and also keep in mind we do have a companion video series as well fred we'll get together again next week looking forward to it we hope you join us uh keep in mind you can uh you can get in touch with fred again with a call to 800-593-8188 and stay with us on the podcast money matters usa